Hey, I'm Luke, and welcome to the Repairing Souls podcast. Join me in a journey of learning about your soul while allowing Jesus to repair it. What's up? We're back with another episode, and as you can tell by the title, we're talking about love today. So, what is love? Well, um, I mean, let's just jump straight into scripture. Um, so if we if we look at scripture, um, I don't remember the exact verse. Uh, I feel like it says it a few places, but it says in scripture that um, if you if you love others, you'll keep all his command his commandments. Um, so love is more than just you're awesome, if that makes sense. Um, it's not, it's way more than just a, I love you. Um, like it's so much more than a romantic or, um, yeah, so much more than a romantic love. It's, it's everything. It's God is love. So it's everything. And so I'm just going to read a bunch from, um, First Corinthians 13, which I'm sure all of you probably know what I'm going to say, but if I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we are, we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now, we blah, 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 blah. Um, And now I should have just skipped this part. But now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. So right here, we see, we see what God says about love. And if that doesn't get you going, I'm like, um, I don't know what that was. Anyway, um, so we we get to see love, and um, and in my journey of discovering what love was, I I went through this. I think in um, I think between 2020 and 2021, um, I was really trying to figure out what love was, what it meant, um, because I was really lost. I was confused. I had a very uh, perverted view of love and what it actually meant to love someone um, and to love God and to love yourself. And so I really want to talk about this today. Um and just if you if you're a reader, um, I'm, I'm probably going to talk about these books in this episode. So if you're a reader, even if you aren't, you should go read these anyway. Is what I'm saying. Um, but Love Does by Bob Goff that is an incredible book. Um, it actually helped me tremendously 
on that journey. Um, it was a beautiful book. Um, the title says it all. Love does. Um, and and it was just a beautiful book of story after story after story of just love, what it looks like in different situations. It's not always going to look the exact same. Um, but it was a really beautiful story. And so I highly encourage you go pick that up. Um, it's a huge book. So I think it's pretty much everywhere. Um, another one by my guy, Tim Ross, um, Upset the World. That, that book also, I read it around the same time I read Love Does. Um, that book was also incredible. Um, it gives such a different perspective on love. Um, basically the whole idea of the book is you upset the world. Um, you upset people like upset the world, flip the world completely upside down with the love of Jesus. And, uh, it's a really beautiful picture. Um, he gives some stories and, um, I need to read it again. I've not read it in a little bit, but, um, but it's really powerful and it's a really good story, a really good picture and view and perspective on love itself. Um, so I highly encourage you go pick that up. Um, it's a really genuinely incredible, uh, book. And so, yeah, those are the two books I'd probably recommend the most out of any of the ones I've read, um, that have to do with love. Um, but anyway, so during this journey of figuring out what love is, and obviously I'm still on it, I'm still learning, but um, I feel like I've learned a lot in the last little few years about love um, and really what it looks like, what it feels like, what it what it is. Um, and I think the biggest lie I, I understood about love uh, was a very worldly love, and it was pretty much, um, you know... Um, as long as you say, I love you, then it's cool. Whatever you do. Um, I don't even know where I got that from. It was just kind of something that, uh, I guess from friendships or whatever, um, I kind of developed because, um, because that's what I believed. I believed if, as long as you said, I love you, then you could, um, you could be complete jerks. You could be the most rude person on the planet. But as long as you're saying I love you, then it's cool. It's cool whatever you say because, you know, I know you love me or something like that. And and that's a really awful way of living um, to believe love looks like that, to believe love functions like that. Um, it's not. If we look at scripture, love is nowhere near that. Just in the fourth verse, it says love is kind. So love does not mean you're going to go be absolute jerks to each other. And sure, friendship, whatever, you're close, you can joke around and things, but it should not be hurting to joke around. It should not be hurting you. Um, and I also want to point out verse 5. It does not dishonor others. So love is honor. Love is honoring others. Love is putting others before you, thinking of them before yourself, honoring them, putting them in a higher place. It is not self-seeking. So love is not looking, it's not looking to manipulate. Love is not looking to, um, 
you know, be like, I love you to get what you want. I know I keep saying that in the voice and it's really weird, so I'm going to stop. Um, but it is not self-seeking. It is not looking to to gratify its own desires. It is not looking to satisfy its needs. It is looking solely on that other person, whoever you're loving, whoever, whatever. Love is not self-seeking. It also says love is not easily angered. It isn't. Love love is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. This one, first time I read this verse, that, uh, not first time, I read this plenty of times, but um, probably last year when I read this verse, it stuck out to me so greatly. Like, it keeps no record of wrongs. I was going through, through something, and I was having some people, they kept having records of what I did wrong or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. Um, they kept having, you know, those things, things would get brought up or whatever. And so when I read that, I was like, whoa, like love does not keep records of being wronged. It does not keep a record. I also feel like that ties into forgiveness. Like it, love is forgiveness too. Because you love someone, you're going to forgive them. But anyway, love does not keep a record of being wronged. It doesn't. It just doesn't. And that's so beautiful because thank the Lord. <laughs> um, I do a lot wrong. But love keeps no record of it. Um, I also think it's powerful in verse 7, skipping down. It always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. Um, that was verse 8. Um, love never fails is verse 8. But um, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, and always perseveres. Like, that is so beautiful. Love is not, you know, if you're with a partner and you love them, it is not them going out and you're terrified the whole time, you know, that they're going to go do something to mess things up. Like, love is trust. Love always hopes. It always perseveres. Love is going to get you through whatever. And it may, it, don't look for a romantic love to get you through whatever. God has love. He is love. Look to him. He will guide you. He will lead you. And I promise you, he'll have love upon love and love and love and love and love waiting for you. And so earlier in this, in First Corinthians 13, um, I love the fact that you can do kind of like... Um, who was it, the Pharisees or something, who said that, you know, Lord, or uh, it was Jesus talking, you know, when not everybody's going to get to go to heaven. And um, and people will come up to say, come up to him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not cast out demons in your name and, you know, perform miracles and stuff? Um, and, you know, when I think about that, I'm like, God really isn't looking. He he's not looking solely for people to do his work. He's looking for children. He's looking for family. And um and so when I read the first part of this verse, it's like or first part of the passage, it's incredible to me to see 
that if you're not living with love, you're not living from love, in love, then that's nothing. Like, and it sounds kind of harsh and mean. It's like, whoa, chill. But, I mean, that's what the scripture says. If I have faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. That's pretty, that's a strong statement, but it's the truth. We have to remember that just because we don't like something in the Bible does not mean we can just be like, nah, it doesn't apply to me. It does. It very much does. So if you don't have love, discover what it is. Ask God for it. Begin to do things that feel weird to you, but, or feel awkward, or uncomfortable, or anxiety inducing. And do them. If that's giving a compliment to somebody and saying, hey, I love your hair today. I love your shoes. <laughs> if I've learned anything from working with kids, a compliment goes a long way. Not for manipulation. But if you say you like a kid's shoes, they're going to be like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and it's super sweet. But it also... It affirms them and it gives them love. It gives them that that feeling, that taste of love. And 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 love, like I said at the start, it's so much more than a romantic love. Don't go out searching for romantic love if you don't know what love is yet. If you don't know how to love, why you should love. Um, if you don't know the Father's love yet, don't go searching for a romantic love. Um, it's not going to work. Your, your romantic love is going to be based on whatever you already know or worldly, worldly love. And that's just not how we're meant to live. We're meant to be so much greater and live more abundant lives than the world. So I challenge you love people like God loves people. And I know I'm not saying to the extent he does, cause we'll never be able to do that. But it doesn't hurt us to try. And yes, love can be painful. If we look at God, I mean, he loves recklessly. He loves recklessly. He does not have any care for what happens to him with his love. He is full, solely focused on us. He gets hurt probably a billion times a day, if not way more than that. But he still extends love every time because he loves us. So yes, love can hurt. But love can also be the most beautiful thing in your life. So if you're... And not every... Not every so if you're hurting, I, I want to say I'm sorry. If you have been through things that have hurt, if you've been relation, been in relationships, friendships, whatever that have hurt, I am so sorry. But I also want to remind you that it's not over. Your relationship life is not over. Your friendship life is not over because somebody hurt you so bad that you feel broken. You have so many opportunities. Go. I just challenge you. Go to church right now. Well, I guess if no one's there, don't. That's pointless. But go to church. In your next service, find someone. Find a woman of God. Find a man of God. Find one of your gender. And go 
go get food with them, go meet with them, go get lunch with them, go get dinner with them. Because you can't give up on relationships just because you got hurt. Like I said, God gets hurt like a thousand hundred billion times a day. And I'm not saying we have to be God, we have to be uh, ignorant. But we but we can't let the fear of getting hurt again stop us from making new relationships. There's not much you can do if you're not if you don't love. You, you I mean, you just there's just not. And so I'm so sorry if you have been hurt, betrayed, abandoned. I feel all those things very much. But I promise relationships can bring so much love in your life. And I'm not talking romantic. I'm talking friends. I'm talking mentors, leaders, people in your life that can speak into you and stand beside you and stand with you to fight in life together. Not with each other, but together. And so I just challenge you, go. Go get lunch, go get dinner, go get food, go get coffee, go meet for breakfast. Because you need people in your life. You can't just shut everybody off. You can't go isolate, turn everybody off, turn your phone off, everything, and and be alone forever. You just can't. We weren't meant, we weren't designed to live life alone. We weren't designed for it. Again and again and again and again in scripture, it shows us we were meant for relationship. God created us. To be a family. He, he didn't create us to just be a bunch of weirdos. He created us to be family. We were meant to do life together. And, and that's a beautiful picture. We also have to remember how important it is that we stay together. It may A friendship may not last a lifetime. And I'm, it sucks, but you just have to realize that. It's not always going to last a lifetime. You may have a relationship for 10 plus years and it, and it go off the deep end and it end. But that doesn't mean you can give up on every relationship ever in life. And I'm saying this from a place of I've been there. I have been hurt again and again and again. And I'm sure as everybody has, but I've been hurt again and again by people, friends, leaders, Again and again. And I was at a point when I was really depressed that I was like, you know what? Screw everyone. I'm done. I am so done with people. I'm not going to be friends with them. I'm going to shut them off. I'm, I'm, if they ask how I am, I'm great. If, if they want to know anything about my life, school's great. Work is great. Everything's great. It's awesome. Life is awesome. And that's genuinely where I was. I, I remember going to church you know, going to work, like, I'd walk in, and and I had in my head, if any, I would tell myself, if anyone asks how you are, you're great. Everything in life is perfect. Because I didn't want to open up to anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was so closed off to people that I had no desire to listen into anything they had to say. I was done. I had no interest in what they had to say about me, over me, for me, whatever. I was there to do my job, and I was going to do it, and I was going to go home. I was so closed off to people. I didn't want anyone to know anything. And it's a terrible place to be. I remember being miserable. 
Because all I wanted to do inside was scream out and say, I'm struggling. I hate life. I can't do this. This is awful. But I felt so stuck inside that I didn't even know how to communicate that. So I just sat there in silence and kept waiting and waiting and waiting until someone asked me and no one did. Until they did. And I'd say, I'm I'm great. How are you? It's important that we make relationships with people even after we've been hurt. Like I said, I'm not saying go be an idiot and make a relation and be best friends with somebody who, you know, doesn't even have the Holy Spirit in them, doesn't follow God, doesn't go to church, doesn't do any of that stuff. I'm not saying go be an idiot and do that. What I am saying is go find a man or woman of God. And be friends with them. Go make a relationship with them. Go go allow yourself to open up to them if they're willing. And if you're willing. And if you're both willing, just go build a strong relationship. Go do stuff together. Go have fun together. Go have a deep talk if you want. It, I'm All I'm challenging to do is break free of that anxiety, that that fear of that hurt. The fear of being hurt again, because like I said, I know exactly how that feels. I would shut down entirely for months at a time. No one would hear the real story for months at a time. And it was awful. My 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 life was miserable because of it. So I'm challenging you. I don't care how long it's been since you've been a French. I don't care if it's been five years or five days. Go. I don't care if you're 16 or 42. Go. Make those relationships. Find another 16 year old. Find another 17 year old. Find another 18 year old. What whatever age you are, go find somebody. Go find someone you connect well with. And you can open up to and be great friends with. And just go go be friends. I didn't know this was going to go in this direction, but I'm totally okay with this. Because I fully am challenging you 100% go. Don't keep living in this pain. Don't keep living in this pain. Go find someone who can truly love you, genuinely love you. Go find a leader, a mentor who can genuinely show you what love looks like. Because it exists. I'm sorry if you don't believe it does, but I, I, I guarantee it does. Love is real. Love is God. And he's real. And he's waiting for you to come home. He's, he's waiting to show you what his love looks like, what it feels like, what it is. Love is Jesus. And Jesus is love. Woo! Remember. He's good, guys. And I know it's it's hard to believe that sometimes. It's hard to feel that. It's hard to feel that he genuinely loves you more than anyone in your life combined ever could, ever. But he does, and he's always looking for the best. He's, he's working it all out for your good. 
My life changed so much when I genuinely laid it all down at his feet and decided to love him. Mm. Here it is. Guys, love, when you when we think about love, especially in a worldly point of view, we think about a feeling. Love is not a feeling, guys. All right? Love, it's not a feeling. Not at all is it a feeling. Love is a choice. When you get married, you are not just getting married because you feel like loving her 1,000% of the time. You're marrying her and you're saying, I love you. I feel in love with you right now. But even when I don't feel it, I'm still going to love you. And like that scripture says, when, when it's that... It's being kind. It's being patient. It's being with them. It's walking through things with them, honoring them. It isn't a feeling. It's not, oh, I'm so in love with you right now. It's like, yeah, that's the point right now. You're, it's not, you're not in love. You're not loving them. It's, it's, you're feeling a feeling. You're experiencing a feeling of, of infatuation. And that's not a bad thing, but when you base all your relationships, when you base your relationship off of God, when you're looking for an emotional response and reaction every time you do something, that's not uh, you're not looking for love. It just isn't. It's just not love. It just isn't. And um, and. It's really important that we understand that love is a choice. So when I say I love someone, I mean it. And I, I have made the decision already to love them. I have already, I pre-made the decision. I'm going to love you. When you marry someone, like I said already, you... Are, you've already said, I'm committed to love you even when you're impossible to love. I'm committed to love you either way. I'm, I'm not committed to a feeling of love. I'm committed to the decision of love. And so I want to challenge you. Go, just go. <laughs> go find someone that you can connect well with. Like I've said this 800 times already this episode. But go find someone. Because it is so important. It is crucial to you as a human being. To have that person that you can go to for anything. Have that accountability partner. Have that mentor. That leader. That friend. Best friend. Whatever. Urgent. It is, it is urgent that you go. Um, Pastor. Pastor Michael. Um, at a, my church. Open door. He, um, he spoke an incredible message last week. It was about Nehemiah, and um, and they were building the wall in fifty-two days, and and he great gave this incredible picture. So basically, they had one a sword in one hand, and they're picking up rocks with the other. But uh, as you know, that can be difficult. So they had another brother with them. They had a sword in their one of their hands, and the other one, they both picked up a bucket of rocks to build this wall. Both picking up a bucket of bricks to build this wall. And how many know that would have been impossible to do by yourself? Nearly, like very, very difficult at least. 
but it's so easy when you do it together. That's that's the the picture of what life is supposed to look like. And it's incredible because we were designed to work together. We were designed to be with each other, to be relationship in, with each other, to be in partnership with each other. And so I'm just challenging you. Go do it because it's crucial. You can't live life alone. You can't live life without people knowing your stuff. I hear this all the time, but my dad has said this for a long time to me. You're only as sick as your secrets. How many secrets do you have? And why haven't you told anybody? Because you've been hurt before? We'll find someone trustworthy that you know isn't going to share it. And share your sin. Confess your sin. Share your struggles. Share your secrets. I'm not saying go in after five minutes and be like, Hey, I did it up. I killed someone. No, like build the relationship. But as you build it, you can begin to open up. You're only as sick as your secrets. So what are you hiding? What are you keeping private? What are you keeping a secret? That's dangerous, especially looking at it from a mental health perspective. And, and for me, if I kept secrets constantly, if I never told anybody anything that was happening, I'd be miserable again. But because I can talk to people and say, hey, I'm actually really struggling today. Hey, I'm actually not okay today. Then they can talk to me. I can talk it out with them. Then they say, all right, let's talk about it. What's going on? And we can talk about it. But if you don't have a relationship with somebody... then how are you going to get that stuff out? How are you going to be able to talk to them and say, hey, hey, person I don't know, hey, person that doesn't exist, I'm struggling. No, nobody's going to be there because you've shut everybody out. You've shut them all out. You said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to. No. And you shut them out. And you've made it impossible for them to love you. Because you've not allowed yourself to be loved. And you wonder why you struggle so much to love yourself. And you struggle that you feel like nobody loves you because you're not allowing anybody to. You're not even allowing yourself to love you. You have to allow people to love you in ways. It may be ways that they feel like they want to love you. If you get a gift... Allow it to minister to you. I don't care if it's the lowest in your love languages. I don't care. Receive it. Learn to receive that gift. Learn to receive that love. Because it's not easy to, and I'm not saying it is. But it's really easy to, to say thanks and then just move on. I challenge you, receive it. Receive that gift. Receive the affirmation. I don't care if that's your lowest. Everybody needs affirmation of some type. Everyone needs it. Everyone. Just like everyone needs physical touch. I don't care if you don't like it that much. To some extent, you need it. You need to feel comforted. You need to feel that touch of somebody who loves you. 
And and so I just want to challenge you. With a few things, clearly. Go learn how to be loved. And go learn how to love. Go find someone to love. And go find someone who... Hopefully it's the same person, but go find someone who's going to love you, who you're comfortable enough with to to allow that to affect you, to, to receive that love. Because I know, I know for me, it was wildly challenging for me to, um, to start to receive love, to start to allow myself to receive gifts. It was challenging for me. I mean, it still can be for sure. Like, it can be very challenging for me to receive something from somebody. Because I don't always love myself enough where I feel like I deserve this gift or whatever it is. But you don't have to deserve it to get it. If you did, we'd be dead. Um, The Father gives us what we need. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to work for it. He gives it to us because he's good and he loves us. And so I'm challenging you to allow yourself to love and allow yourself to be loved. Open yourself up to be loved by somebody and your life is going to change. So I'm, I'm, I'm,